the US, go to Sweden. Jasmine, would you like to come up? Uh, Jasmine Elrafi, I hope that's right. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay, <laughs> but okay is not enough. Lisa, you're working for uh, the Swedish public channel. That's right. Is this? Yeah. Yeah, that one is working. Um, yeah, Swedish public radio. We have around 40 channels. 40 channels, okay. And um, you did something with this because you're here. You wrote a social media handbook for your radio station. Well, there were seven of us, but yes. <laughs> Uh, we did. Um, basically, so Swedish public radio works a lot with social media, and we felt that there was a need of a handbook, so we started browsing what we could find for journalists, specifically when it comes to social media, and we did not really find much. We found a couple of policies, um, some texts about how to get viral, how to try and share and spread your content, but this whole take on the stuff wasn't really there as we could find it. So we put down a project group for six months and we wrote a book. And it's um, available in English translation as well, only digitally. Yeah, but it's also a physical book in Swedish. Okay, I just restarted my PowerPoint because it was... So, now it's working. I hope you can get your presentation running. So, mal ganz kurz sagen, warum ist Jasmin heute da? Wir haben jetzt über technische äh, Sachen gesprochen. Aber ich glaube, Technik allein, das werden wir morgen auch noch hören, ist noch kein Geschäftsmodell, sondern ich brauche auch eben den Content, über den wir gleich noch sprechen werden, oder wir talk about content in a few minutes. Und ich glaube auch, dass Kommunikation äh, wichtig ist, weil wenn ich so eine tolle App habe, die auch super Content hat, ich aber nicht in der Lage bin, äh, zu kommunizieren, was sie eigentlich tun soll und, und für wen sie eigentlich da ist, dann äh, wird sie auch nicht wirklich erfolgreich sein am Markt. Und... Ähm, Very good. Ne? Ähm, wird sie auch nicht besonders sein. Deshalb wollen wir eben auch über ähm, Social Media, äh, Social Media ähm, Kommunikation sprechen. And now, this is your presentation, please. Thank you. Can I? Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, I just realized that that's the wrong Twitter handle actually to give you because that's my radio handle and that's where I tweet in Swedish. Um, but if you put my full name together, that's my English language account. So, yes, uh, I work as something called a social media development editor at Swedish Public Radio. And um, it, it's quite rare with such a, such a position, and Swedish radio is really focusing more on social media, I'd say, than the rest of the media in Sweden, no matter if it's TV or, or press. Um, but we have a CEO who's on Twitter, and she really likes it, and uh, stuff is happening. So... Basically, um, I started off as a regular journalist. I've been an editor, producer, a reporter, researcher. In Sweden, it's both a curse and a blessing that you can never get hired for more than 11 months in a row, and then they kick you out of your contract. And you have to do this for around 10 years before you might be lucky enough to find a permanent position. Um, but this has given me a very wide range, and also um, it gave me the opportunity to freelance in Egypt 2007 to 2008, I've done a lot of foreign reporting. What happened in the spring of 2008 was that there was a Facebook group calling for peaceful protests. 
and uh, this got the whole country into a frenzy, really. Um, and everybody was keeping their kids home from school. Um, there was like a national strike. Uh, there were lots of policemen out, and. I called to Sweden, to my editor, and I said, there's stuff going on in Egypt, you want to buy the story? And he said, no, but if, if, if things start getting really bad, then you can call back. Um, and they didn't really, then, but what I thought was really interesting was that on that day, 6th of April 2008, you saw the birth, really, of what later was to come in North Africa, when it was in Egypt specifically, a question about uh, social media as a tool for information dissemination. So I interviewed a lot of activists back then uh, on how they were using social media. I mean, they were early on Twitter. They were even on Jaipur before that. And, uh, you know, if you have a name like Ahmed on Twitter, then you can guess that that's an early adopter, you know, because otherwise somebody would have taken that handle before you. He's Saudi Arabian though, but a blogger as well. NPR snatched him up after the Arab Spring. So anyway, uh, I had some quite small experience about what you can actually do with social media, but that came in very handy in 2011, because all of a sudden I had some previous knowledge on who to follow and not, and who was reliable and not. And Swedish Radio picked up on this, so I've been working with them for two years now. I said 11 months is the limit, but they're actually working their way around the system, so I have a contract till December. And we're a little hub with three people um, who work specifically with social media, and we educate, we coach, we try to analyze, follow statistics, and of course we have people around the company working with social media in a journalistic way, uh, and we're trying to coach them. It's not all countries can use social media as a useful tool. I mean, Libya, for example, Al Jazeera has done amazing work with text messages because in that country that was the most easy way to pull in a lot of data. But Swedes are early adopters. I mean, you have had Swedes or Finns or Scandinavians involved in projects such as Skype, SoundCloud, um, Spotify, all these things. Um, so, whatever you put out there, Swedes are quite early on adapting to that. And Instagram, for example, is huge now. Young Swedes have left Facebook, for example, uh, as they have in many places, because they don't like to hang out with their parents online, and then they go to Instagram. So we had a very interesting court case, actually, just uh, this week, with two teenage girls who actually got sentenced uh, in court for libel on Instagram, because they were using an Instagram account sending out rumors about people, and that actually led to, um, well, hundreds, like a lynch mob of young people going to the, one of those girls' school to, to try to kick her ass, you know. So basically, we are, the three of us, we work with interactivity, so it's not only social networks, we of course have um, chats and you know, whatever, where three people are communicating at least with each other. And uh, we are a department of 40 people working with the digital media development. So we have all kinds of, you know, developers and other stuff. I'm not a techie. I did go to engineering, but I dropped out and I went to journalism instead. 
So this is not something that should really, really, really be quoted because it's a very, very rough estimate. But we've tried to uh, put down how many people that follow us on different social media. Instagram's not on there, but we have a lot of Instagram accounts as well. And Spotify, we have our own app and it's going really, really well. We, uh, our youth channel puts down music lists you know, the hits of the week or whatever. It's not that much. We have some material, like youth um, comedy shows and stuff like that. We've tested a lot, and it didn't really run that well on Spotify. But people like the list. They like an, a knowledgeable editor who actually, you know, put, says that this is good music or this is party music or whatever. So um, I think our best track record was one week. We had the 10th most popular list in the world. I think, that week, um, which was quite good. And we have around 200 Facebook pages, and all, again, that number is a very, very rough estimate, but around 625,000 likes on our different Facebook pages. Um, so what we do here is that we have, earlier there was a strategy to try to only pull traffic to the website. We left that completely, so now we're where the people are. So, for example, we also have some uh, a player, a radio player, which uh, we have developed that's embeddable. So we give our material, it's possible for everyone to embed it on their blog or on Facebook. You can listen straight on Facebook, uh, but it's still connected to our server, so you're not really putting up the sound on Facebook, but it looks like it's in there, um, and, and stuff like that. And one of the reasons why we feel that social media, this is in Swedish unfortunately, why we feel that social media is important is partly this chart. Out of Swedes, 9 to 79, that use different mass media on a regular day, 47% will be using social media. And second, you get traditional media on the internet. So. Basically, if we're going to be where people are, that's where we're going to be as well. And that's why we brought out the handbook. So, um, we, I mean, we didn't have really a clear idea from the beginning, but we sat down and we analyzed and we interviewed a lot of people and journalists who work with social media in different ways. And we came down to these four chapters. So it's preparation really knowing what you're measuring. Likes is not a very good number. I mean, your edge rank can still be crap. <laughs> um, and then dialogue, which for us is very important. So we are a lot about talking to people. Everybody's opinion matters. And the big challenge for us is really working with a 360 model all the time. So you put something on the air, you ask people for follow-ups, and then you go to social media, you bring out those follow-ups, and you put them online, and then you put your broadcast from online back on social media, uh, like a spinning wheel. Research, um, you know, I don't know, crowdsourcing, the obvious one, but also other ways of scanning the internet and systematically finding information on social networks and sharing, which is this virality spread thing that's the most common, what everybody's at. But we have a very strong belief that if you don't work on gaining trust and transparency and all these beautiful things, 
uh, you won't get the virality because people won't necessarily want to spread your material and work as ambassadors for you. Uh, Swedish radio is the media outlet with the highest trust in Sweden. So 70% is our number, which could be compared to BBC as a news source, which is 30%. And that's the highest in the UK, for example. So, when we put it out, um, we put it out in Swedish as well, digitally, and everybody who wants can have a book, uh, journalism, education, stuff like that. Well, EBU asked for an English translation, so we did an English translation as well, and that's the link to it, if you want to find it. We also have a hashtag for anybody who's interested. We try to scan it as well, um, if people don't get in touch with us. And I think... That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, staying on with us. Um, now let's let's dive a little bit into uh, Swedish radio. How does it influence the work of the editors? How close are you today? Uh, are you are you embedded journalists in the same uh, editorial environment uh, as a normal radio editors, or are radio editors becoming social media editors? Can they become social media editors because they are full of, of uh, their work with normal radio, uh, the radio program. How is it handled at, at Swedish Radio? It differs a lot between our different shows and our different programs. Um, some shows will divide it so that the managing producer is doing Twitter, the show host does Facebook, and the commentary section on the website is for the reporters, and then it rotates. And some show hosts are very, very active. We have one lady who, um, she broadcasts it herself. She sends out the radio show. She has it two, uh, two hours a week. That's very common with our local stations. At the same time, she will put out a question on Facebook. She will pull in the answers from Facebook, still online. She plays music occasionally, so she has time for this. She will also cut out the three best sound bites from her show, during the show and post them on the web and whatever comes in she will put it back so um, several of our stations are really working with scrapping the social media editor and just integrating it into the newsroom but also some of our channels have really focused on they actually hire a person I was hired as a so-called social media correspondent originally before I had this job and I would scan through information and also educate the people in the newsroom. So. Okay. So I do understand that you have a multi-platform approach. It's not only Facebook, it's not only Twitter, there's several platforms. How do you identify the important platforms or the upcoming stars or whatever I should call it, the, the trends, uh, what, and what platform you should be next? Well, that's very interesting as well, because it, again, differs so much between the shows. I mean, if you're doing something, a show for retired people, Maybe you don't even work with social networks, maybe that's not very necessary. Then again, we have one show that's, that, that does a lot about cooking and recipes, they're on Pinterest. So okay. they're like our only show that's on yeah. Pinterest, so it depends. Okay, and um, are the uh, editors or the presenters using their own accounts, or do they have uh, accounts from Swedish radio? So, how is it handled? That's also tricky. Uh, what, what we say is that if you don't, because unions are, laws are very strict, we can't force people to use their private accounts. Yeah. Um, so, but what we say is that the, the employer can ask the employee to be on Twitter, but then the person can register 
um, a work account. And that's what I have, for example. I have two accounts. So I have the one I had before Swedish Radio, and then I have the work thing, which makes me more comfortable. We talk a lot about the contract with the audience, so you have a deal. What am I tweeting about? So I'm just sending out a lot of you know social media and journalism stuff, and nobody feels spammed because that's why they are following me. Okay, and people who already have an account and working now for Swedish radio, maybe coming from commercial stations or from any other job they did before, and then leaving Swedish radio, does account stay with Swedish radio, or can't you force them no. to leave it there? No, we uh, and this is also an interesting part. A big problem we have. Not everything is fine and dandy. Uh, the big problem we have is that the top management and the people on the floor, mainly like people 25, 30, younger, are really on board. And the middle management don't really understand what it's about. Yeah. So we haven't actually even had a boss so far who has, underst who has understood what it means that we are constantly losing these young people who have done amazing work with us because they don't get hired. If you're a good show host, you can get hired, but middle management doesn't still understand this part. So, so it happens all the time, and you know. But then again, we got a new digital director, and he has 10,000 followers, and he was working for a big morning newspaper, and now he came to us, so he brought his followers. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's winning and losing. Maybe it stays the same, it's balanced. Um, coming to the program perspective, how does social media at Swedish Radio, Sverige Radio, um, influence the program planning, like major promotions and all those things done in radios? and um, Is it an integral part of it now, or is it just, okay, we have to do it, so let's, let's, find, let's find a link for, for the social media thingy? You mean when you advertise a new show, or...? A new show, or stunt, an honest stunt, which they're doing uh, in a show, a morning show, a new morning show, especially if they're going out and... Uh, uh, jumping off um, a building or whatever with a, with a parachute or whatever. Um, is it planned together with you as a social media team today or is it separated like saying this is the program group and this is the social media group? No, no. It will be the, the, the team doing it. It's integrated. Uh, not everybody's good at it though. We're still working to get there. Our uh, new director who started just four months ago, that's a new position, we didn't have it before. He's really working on uh, a sharing and a spreading strategy so that we should always be pushing out our embedded player, for example. Uh, it's not very much used. People will, some people will still just post the link on Twitter, even that destroys your edge rank instead of using our embedded player. I mean, video and radio doesn't work that well on Facebook either because Facebook ranks it down, but it's still better than just pure links. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Any questions? Yeah. Did you also did you also educate the people, the journalists, how to post what kind of content? Normally in Germany it's like, I would say, what, how do you like this or that? Really boring and really not to activate the listeners to read those. So uh, what do you think is the most important thing if you post something and want to have a qualified response back? Um, I think to pick one thing, it's crucial to show that you actually care. It's so obvious with so many media outlets that they're just putting stuff out there because they want to push it. And they don't really, I mean, they will put out a question and not even go into the commentary section or the thread to actually pose follow-up questions. I mean, what we're working a lot with is that two to three Facebook posts a day, that's maximum, 
And instead, you should work with the threads. Go in and follow follow-up questions and uh, pose follow-up questions and and also integrate. I mean, show that what you said actually made it on the air. Put the sound out there so that people can see that there's actually a point. Because many journalists, at least in Sweden, have really ruined their credibility online, to be honest. Uh, it's a lot about like commentary sections. They are really, really despised by a lot of journalists. They say it's just rubbish and it's just stupid people who don't have anything better to do who are writing in the commentary sections. While we get really good leads for follow-ups and, and ideas. So that, that would, I mean, I would say everything starts with dialogue. And when you create that trust, then you can get people to actually share it. And then, of course, you have the obvious ones, the lol cats and whatever, but that's not your everyday material. I mean, the big hits will go viral anyway. Any other questions? And Jasmine will, with us, will, with us, will be with us uh, tonight. At, at and least also today, probably tomorrow as well. Probably tomorrow. Jasmine, thank you for being here. Aber äh, manchmal muss man gar nicht so weit in die Ferne schweifen, manchmal liegt das Gute auch nah und deshalb